guys, welcome to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. My name is Dr. Devin Tan. I'm a forensic psychiatrist and your host. Who else? Uh, this podcast is for informational purposes and should not be construed as psychiatric or medical advice. Much of what I say is my own opinion, so if you do need a psychiatric opinion or medical opinion, go and see your own psychiatrist or doctor. Well, my friends, this is, um, uh, I think, the third or fourth episode of the year, 2023. Um, I hope you got a chance to check out my uh, the episode that I uh, recorded while I was in my hometown of Kuching. Um, one of my friends pointed out that they could hear the birds in the background as I was uh, recording and it was actually quite pleasant. So I re-listened to it and I have to agree, it was quite nice. So note to self is to do more recordings in natural surroundings and um, who knows, maybe that might turn into something else. So this year I was saying that I have committed to helping you, my listeners, become more influential in your spheres of influence. But but how do you, how do you do that? I, well, I I intend to accomplish this uh, goal by teaching you about what it means to be empathic and compassionate, so you can lead people. Uh, while traveling alongside them. Um, to improve your credibility and trustworthiness, uh, really, in my view, important in order to achieve these ends. And it's not so that you can be manipulative in a self-serving sort of way, although serving others really does benefit you as well in the long run. Empathy and compassion I like to see as different sides of the same coin, and I can't describe these sorts of concepts scientifically very well, because these are concepts and constructs that denote human experience and human connection. Um, so it's it's hard to um, it, it, it's 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 difficult to be too scientific. Sorry, it's it's not. It, yeah, I'd say it's not. It, it's too difficult to be uh, scientific, if I can use that term. Uh, I guess what I mean is it's difficult to find the biological underpinnings of empathy. I mean, we have these, uh, well, in theory, we believe that there are these uh, structures in the brain which we uh, colloquially call mirror neurons that um, undergird, you know, empathic, connections and interactions but we don't know that for sure that i don't think there's any 
clear way of proving that. Uh, but um, I believe that there is some something that happens in the space between people that uh, that creates bonds, relationships, and um, there's something that intensifies those sorts of bonds, right? So it's not nothing. So there has to be something going on. And um, anyway, we you know I call that empathy. Uh, I know that people have different definitions for empathy, but uh, my my definition of it uh, involves human connectedness, you know, a sense of uh, bonding that uh, the other person has recognized that you see them, you hear them, you understand them, you're there for them. Um, and that increases trust, you know, it builds um, it, it builds a, a, a bridge from you to them and them to you. And it improves or it increases the likelihood that you can be influential in their lives. And again, not in a manipulative sort of way, but in a way that improves their lives and likewise your life. The bulk of my clinical work lately has been about helping parents and um, people that care for kids. Um, uh, it's been about helping their emotionally charged uh, young ones, children and teenagers, to manage their overwhelm, uh, their tantrums. Um, you know, it's all lizard brain management stuff. And, um, you know, it's all limbic system overactivity. Now, I, I'll just pause there and say that having emotions is normal. We all have emotions. Uh, but sometimes we, we find that our emotions get the better of us. And if we have the skills in order to um, temper our emotions, um, it can improve uh, um, the way we deal with a problem. Uh, more effectively. This episode, I'm going to be talking with you about a general approach or a mindset that you need to adopt um, in order to help your kids to um, to to manage emotions um, better. Uh, you'll be surprised to hear that parents, we, we can't directly help our kids to do this but we use our influence to uh, invite them to practice emotional regulation and uh, we provide a if we can provide a safe in inverted commas safe space uh, physically and emotionally a safe space to uh, to do that, they can do that well with some coaching, but uh, we need to be trustworthy, credible, and um, influential. And 
I believe that the way to get there is through um, having an empathic uh, mindset. Um, so I'm not going to talk about specific interventions for specific situations. I'm going to be speaking quite generally about um, a mindset and an attitude that you bring to a situation. Uh, and then through your uh, connection with your young person, you can then build an understanding of the problem that they're facing, which can then allow you to construct and plan, uh, you know, in a specific intervention, depending on whatever it is that's going on for them at a specific time. Sometimes I like to say a, a storm is only a disaster if you get in the way. Otherwise, it's just nature doing its thing, just like um, an emotional um, storm, emotional upheaval. Um, it only becomes a problem if you get in the way. So what I mean by that is if you let the emotional storm uh, become the problem in and of itself. Now, clearly, uh, sometimes an emotional storm is associated with impulsive behavior that, you know, has adverse outcomes. Like if someone hurts themselves or if they hurt other people, um, you know, or if they put themselves in a situation where their reputation is at risk, um, you know, clearly that's not ideal, right? But the emotional storm in and of itself is not the problem. It's the signal. Uh, it's It indicates that there is a problem that has happened and that needs to be solved. And someone's experiencing an emotional outworking of frustration or um, a... a, a, a a disconnect where there's been incompatibility between their capacity or skills to manage a problem. And so they've been frustrated because the problem hasn't been solved and you then have an emotional outworking. But let's not get too philosophical here. Obviously, emotional up upheavals aren't always convenient. So what's the best way through? Well, a roadmap is really important. Uh, it's really useful to have. Of course, simply having a map isn't going to make the road any less bumpy, but if, uh, but it helps you to anticipate and prepare for bumpy roads ahead. Uh, over time, your your map will get uh, populated with more and more information as you begin to study and um, uh, make sense of. Uh, your child and you get to know your child you you you'll begin to understand um, uh, you know what skills and limits they have um, but having a map also allows you to put things into perspective uh, you have to have an appreciation for your child's temperament you know are they introvert extrovert are they a mixed a mixture of the two are they more novelty seeking, are they more uh, risk averse, etc., etc. I talk about this in in my course in the um, 
um, upcoming course, which uh, which I'll tell you about uh, later on in the year. Um, so you have to appreciate the temperament and the environment in which they will be traveling. Uh, kids do well if they can do well. So we need to help them gain the skills that they need in order to navigate through tricky terrain. Otherwise, they will have a bumpy ride and that's that's fine you know a bumpy ride is just a bumpy ride it's not um it's not their fault it's just that they're traveling through a tricky piece of terrain on the map and you have to help help them to um to prepare and deal with that um and uh you know, clearly you don't want to go down black diamond trails on the mountain until you've got the skills to do so, right? So it's the same with our children. Uh, you have to know their limits and you have to know something about the environment in which they are traveling. So you can anticipate, you can prepare, right? You need the right clothes, you need the right equipment. Um, I won't torture the analogy any further, but hopefully you get what I mean. Uh, so then again, Devon, you know, what happens when you actually land in treacherous waters? Okay. Uh, you don't want to try anything fancy. You don't want to change course or pursue a fix when you're caught in treacherous waters. It's like being caught in a rip. You don't want to fight it. You don't want to swim against it. You have to swim with it, you know, and uh, for those water people who like the water out there um if you can you have to swim parallel to the shore until you're free of the rip and then head for shore um but hey sorry don't don't <laughs> please don't take that as advice go and look up your local um life-saving uh, resources uh, to find out how you get out of a rip but the, 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 well, my understanding is that you, you don't want to fight a rip um, you always think safety first, you know, when you're in dangerous territory. So you have to know where your people are. You have to maintain connections, maintain communication through connection. Once you have got to safer areas, you can then assess what happened. Uh, you can then assess um, any um, uh, difficulties that could have been avoided at the time. You do a uh, risk benefit analysis you do um, a little bit of a uh, um, a survey you know of 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 the situation that happened so that you can navigate it better the next time same thing when you're trying to work through emotional storms with, with children in the heat of the moment it's very difficult to talk to children in a logical way so you have to be emotionally connected it's not easy it's not easy and adults get stressed uh, but i tell you now uh, no situation for child gets better if you get angry or if you show a lot of emotion yourself it doesn't help the situation no one said hey let's get angrier and that's going to help the situation guarantee you that's just going to prolong everyone's pain and you also risk a rupture in your relationship, which then makes you less trustworthy, less credible, less influential. And um, you run the risk of 
experiencing more frequent emotional storms, which you want to reduce. So this is a long game, okay? It's not a short game, it's not an easy fix. Um, lots of books, programs, courses, experts, so-called experts will, will give you strategies and uh, tell you that you have to do this and that in order to, um, you know, calm your child, right? None of it works. I don't think. By the way, I remind you, this is my opinion. None of that works that well. Yes, sometimes you, you do get a win, but was it due to a certain strategy? I don't know. I don't know. I think any strategy works well if it comes uh, with um, an empathic connection. Now, what I said might seem unsatisfactory because we all want a quick fisk quick fix but the bad news is that there isn't a quick fix quick fix the good news is that the more um calm you can be as you navigate through the more confidence your child will have in you and the more trust the more credibility like i said and the more influence you have in the long run i invite you to hop on huddlewisdom.com get tools for the free training where i talk about how you can construct roadmaps for your particular child uh, that will help you to navigate future storms, which in the long run will reduce future storms. I would also say that in the long run, in general, most children do okay in the end. But you need to keep certain things in place, like your connections, which allow you to communicate in an authentic way with the children. And it also helps you to hold boundaries in place especially when it feels like they are being pushed. And in some cases, boundaries feel like they are be at risk of being broken or breached, right? <laughs> uh, all the parents in the room, I'm sure you can relate. I said before, empathy though is, is not kindness, okay? It's not niceness, it's not sympathy. Uh, but it is powerful because it brings people to a place where they feel heard and understood and it has this disarming effect on people. Um, we know that unresolved emotional distress can interfere uh, with things at home and at school and in class and it can also hamper relationships right with other kids other students other adults but I tell you you don't have to feel stuck now when faced with emotional distress chaos or panic don't go looking for answers now, answers will come eventually right the solutions will come eventually you have to first let go of that need to fix And it's not just about making things up as you go along, okay? Although it can feel like that sometimes, I know. The trick is to work on being connected through empathic understanding. Having compassion for the child in the moment that they're experiencing distress. 
This is a crucial point from where you build trust. It's a prerequisite for formulating effective solutions that helps you to navigate emotional chaos. Empathy is the cornerstone of all my approaches uh, to mental health difficulties and emotional challenges. Because there is no one-size-fits-all intervention for people, you need to have a, a base attitude and mindset to start from. The ability to understand and appreciate another person's thoughts, feelings, emotions, perceptions unlocks your capacity and their capacity to problem solve creatively. Create. <laughs> Sorry, that was weird emphasis on create, creative. It's creative, creatively. Uh, everyone wants to be seen, heard, understood, validated. Empathy opens the doorway to trust, helps you to understand another person's belief systems and values, helps you understand what their limits are, helps you to appreciate their driving motivations, their objectives, helps you to appreciate their grasp of reality, uh, which may be imagined, may be uh, completely off base, off center. But unless you understand their perception you're not going to be able to really help them um in the in in a way that uh, sustains them so what i mean is um they're not going to learn anything if you don't understand them empathy is not the same as sympathy clearly based on what i've just said Neither does it mean that it's agreement or approval of a person's behavior. All you're doing is seeing them, hearing them, understanding their emotional response to a problem that they're having difficulties solving. It's akin to insight. Insight. Having insight. But that has limitations because of how accurate that insight might be because it depends on the quality and type of information you have empathy relies on something that is somewhat intangible it's a feeling you have to feel it to appreciate empathy but there are certain mental uh, frameworks that you can use to um, help you to to get that connection and i want you to get it because it improves relationships it helps you to build trust mitigates apprehension hostility helps you to gain cooperation um, i also note just because you can empathize does not always mean that the right thing gets done. Okay? It only increases the chance of you solving a problem. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's uh, agnostic. Okay? It doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help you make um, moral decisions, in my view. Learn more about this in the Practice of Empathic Discipline course, huddlewisdom.com forward slash practice. Uh, gives you the steps to help 
um, gives you the steps for engaging in a, uh, in, in a, with the child or, or adult. Gives you a framework, um, especially if you're the person that you're helping is emotionally sensitive, anxious, or or neurodiverse. Um, I think it, you know, nine ways to help you to um, uh, to to engage effectively using empathy. Um, at a foundational level, accurate empathy uh, involves understanding three components. So now I'm talking about a framework for uh, helping to give you the mindset to start connecting emotionally. So there are three parts in my view. There's cognitive, uh, is an affective or emotional aspect, and then there's a perceptive or feeling component. And you need all three aspects to, you know, you need to be cognizant of all three uh, parts of the tri the empathy triangle in order to uh, to make this work well. Um, you know, you can get a sense of this yourself if you imagine times when, you know, you've had friends uh, that you really vibe with, that you that that you seem to get and they get you. This is connection there, in both thinking, emotions, and feeling. And sometimes you can almost preempt what they're thinking or feeling, right? Because you're so in sync with another person. There's this optimal uh, blending of cognition, affect, perception. Um, it's like, a, uh, you know, it's like magnetism. You feel drawn to a person. You can sense it. You can feel it. You can't see it, but it's there. Many people and many kids have... Um, have have a long history of having been misunderstood. They know the pain of invalidation, and they very badly want people to understand them. They might not think they need that, but when they get it, it, it feels good. Um, and the key is the key to unlock that experience is empathy. Um, And it's easy to see why kids might stop talking to us or give us a silent treatment or they might increase their emotional response, their agitation, um, if you get empathy wrong, if you don't empathize. So you need to have a handle of all those three components I mentioned before. Cognition. So it talks about thinking. So what are they thinking? Which isn't always easy to get that information until... Until you have a good appreciation for how they might be experiencing their feelings and their emotions. And this openness that you have to understanding them will show in your attitude, your demeanor, your, the tone of voice, all these things that you're equipped with um, is like designed to be, you're designed to be an empathy machine. You just have to know how to unlock your natural ability to empathize by switching your mindset. So rather than uh, you aiming to fix a problem, you're just there to try and understand the problem. Really put yourself in the other person's shoes. Accurate empathy requires us to set aside our assumptions, presumptions, projections, and to tune in to the other person. 
So we can get a sense of those three components, cognition, affect, perception. Okay. Um, I won't go into too much more detail because, uh, you know, that's probably uh, enough for you. But what I will say is don't jump and make premature interpretations of a situation until uh, you feel that you've understood the situation well enough. And sometimes you don't need to use words. Bringing an openness to a situation where you're just there to hear a person validate them. Um, you know, speak less and hear more. Try to register emo emotions that they have. Try and track the emotions. Follow it. Follow the sensations behind the words that they speak. Follow the sensations behind the actions that they show. Don't be afraid to describe it. Oh my gosh. Um, um, yeah, I can see that you're really tense. It must be a very um, tense situation for you right now. Um, but I'm here. I'm here. And keep connected. Okay, Keep connected. I'm here. Um, we don't have to um, talk. It's, it's, it's cool. You know, you're safe. Um, I'm here. Um, let's get through this together. We'll figure it out together. Okay, you're sitting with them alongside them you're not there to teach them you're not there to provoke them you're not there to get rid of their feelings you're just there to understand them you're there to appreciate where they are coming from speak less hear more watch your body language for evidence of disinterest or if they perceive that you're bored or you you're, you're fed up they'll see that kids are highly attuned and sensitive um, to that stuff don't look at your watch, don't text, don't answer your phone, don't multitask. What message does that send to the troubled person in front of you? Um, I, can't re I can't say that enough. People need to be heard, seen, understood. So give them what they need. Give the people what they need, man. Give them what they need. Then you're on your way to becoming more empathic and by extension, more influential. All right. Um, so, um, with that, my friends, I, I hope that gives you something to chew on, some uh, some wisdom for you. <laughs> uh, my name is Devin Dan. I'm a psychiatrist and host of the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to speaking with you again next time. By the way, I'm about to have a bit of a holiday. So I'm going away for a couple of weeks and you may or may not hear from me uh, on my podcast um, if I feel like it. Uh, but yeah, there might be radio silence from me um, for a couple of weeks and uh, just because I haven't had a, had a holiday and I need one. And um, if you haven't had a holiday, uh, try and take one if you can. Um, I appreciate you, my friends. Uh, Please do check out huddlewisdom.com forward slash get tools for the free training. I want to help you out. Go check it out. And um, yeah, look forward to catching up with you for the next time. See you later.